This is episode 145. That sweet, sweet Charlie Brown ass. <laughs> Don't stop listening now. It's not quite what you think. It's almost, but not quite there. It is okay. We're still here. We're still the same guys. Nothing has changed and nobody's going to jail. <laughs> it's the tone control. <laughs> I can delete this freaking wave file then. What an idiot. <laughs> you silly goose. Well, you know, it, it zipped up there, even though it was a, a you know, full res wave file, it zipped up there in like one second because yeah, I had it in no time. I, I upgraded my internet again. Oh. Um, so I told I, I told you I put better equipment in my house so that my Wi-Fi actually reaches out here and that's mm-hmm. all well and good. And then um, around the time of all of the stuff going on with my parents moving out here, uh, we were thinking about things like the the ancillary stuff, like what's your internet going to be like? Like for one thing, there's a bunch of copper, there's like a copper like TV cable going mm. to this house and it's like ugly. It's like hanging on the side of the house. And, oh. and I was like, you know what? We Our ISP has fiber out here. I don't think you're even going to need that. Let me check. I check with them. Anyway, the point of this story is while I'm on my ISP's website, I see that they, so I'm, I'm the package I was on was 50 megabits by 10 mm-hmm. or 50 by five. I can't remember. Um, and that we have fiber to the home here that I happen to know that that was like the slowest they would ever give anybody because mm-hmm. I just didn't care. I was like, that's fine. Like whatever. I don't want to pay more. Uh, but when you go to their site, the, they, the smallest package they will advertise, which by the way, costs $5 less per month than what I'm paying <laughs> includes TV and, uh, and I'm sure it's a basic package, but it includes TV as well as the internet package, which is a 500 megabit package. God. So I was like, okay, this is one of those things that you got to do once in a while. So I get on with them and I say, okay, uh, I'm just calling because I think you should upgrade me because I've been to your website and I see that you're the smallest package you're offering, which is like roughly the same price as what I'm paying is 10 times faster than what I'm getting. (laughs) So cool. Right. And, and, you know, I was very direct and the the guy was like, uh, yeah, let me see here. Uh, and I was like, I'm not interested in paying more. I just think like you can offer this to new customers. I think you can do some, do right by somebody who's been a loyal customer for over six years. And they were like, um, okay, here we go. I won't change your bill by a single cent, and I'll set you up with 250 by 100 Okay. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so now my house gets 250 by 100 So you're just screaming across the internet now. <laughs> all the way out here in my studio where the internet used to not reach at all, I still get 180 by like 105 when I measure it. <sighs> So yeah, that's it's wonderful. Ludicrous. I can I can have like five 4K streams going in this house all the time and not notice. Wow. Yeah. You're going, um, you're going plaid. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, comment on our uh, comment on our Facebook if you get that joke. <laughs> I must know. Oh, <laughs> Who man. among that's, you? That's that's awesome. 
Yeah, that's very awesome. I hate we have Comcast and I hate everything about it, um, but it's such a necessary evil because There's no, it's an oligarchy. Yeah, it sucks. And I just every time I call them with like the, our bill changes unexpectedly or whatever, I call them yep. and I'm like, look, I have to give you my money. Can I just give you less? Like, can we just figure this out? I'm just a guy being a dude. I just want to, I just want to pay less money. That's all. And they're I'm just like, trying oh. to go to work and yeah. work on my organic beard farm. And, and they're like, <laughs> my organic beard farm. Nice. Yeah. But, and there looks like, like it's ready oh, for harvest. Yeah. yeah it does. It's very long right now. It's getting there. I notice, I notice it at the mustache edges. That's where I notice it first. Oh Yeah. Because like well, first of all, it gets in the way for eating. Yeah, and, and things. I, when mine gets long, I I have I I can't push it out of the way. I have to like cut the mustache part, or it doesn't. So it's got to be long enough to push out of the way. So you, it's kind of the only oh, way man. out is through kind of problem. Where another you know, like, hurdle. Yeah. So the longer <laughs> your beard, like if you want a long beard, it's got to look bad before it looks good. You know. Yeah. So you got the stubble thing, like long stubble thing going on. And that's that's easy to maintain. You know, you yeah. put on whatever guard and off you go. This is yeah. not the same length across the board anymore. So it's Oh, you have to do you have to you have taper yeah. it and right. Yeah. So on the sides it's shorter than than the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's just uh otherwise and, you start to get very circular. Yeah, and it doesn't grow evenly. Like that's the thing. As your beard uh-huh. grows longer, it doesn't always grow at the same speed. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome to my organic beard farm. It's the Tone Control, <laughs> episode one forty-five. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be fun. Um, yeah, we let's see. What what did I ask last? Didn't so I ask like a call to asked, action? Yeah, we asked. Do we want? Do, do the listeners want keep things the way they are? Keep the show going. Keep on keeping on. Or do we want to add like a discussion thing? Do I want to? Do I? Do we want like a mandatory discussion segment so that it's not just all news? Yeah. So unless the, there's something random, we I stumble put the on. poll out there across the social networks, and the consensus was, yeah, let's do discussions, but only if there's like something good to talk about. Which is a yeah. great point. So we can't right. just, I don't want to, this is why it, it fell apart the last time, right? Is because we couldn't yeah. really, we were forcing it and it didn't feel great. So um, so I read that as a solid and very encouraging, yeah, definitely change that to sort of what you're already doing. Sort of, except now <laughs> the the responsibility lies on you, the listener. So we want to make sure <laughs> that this is like a two-way street and I put the word out, okay, Discussion topics. What do you want to hear? Like, what do you? What are mm-hmm. your questions? What do you want us to talk about? And we got some great responses. So, yeah, this is cool. actually the first time we've gotten some great responses. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get very few uh, questions from fans, and it's it's really it was Things very pile exciting. Up, though. They they come in bursts. It was very exciting for me to get these <laughs> legit four questions in one yeah. shot. So liked it very much. Yeah. Um, now th- if there's something that we mentioned here that you want to know more about right back in, because we'll just keep yeah. this whole thing going. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, this is a feedback loop. Correct. For sure. Okay. So let's, um, I'm feeling so energized and podcasty right now, uh, which the, is fun the because speed internet. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm just pumped. But the thing is, uh, the rest of today was very stressful and not that good. Um, oh, too bad. It, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not that big a deal, but like Marielle got the sickness that I had last week, uh, which I, I, anyone who knows me, I do not complain about sicknesses. Like you really have to hit me hard. Be, yeah. You have to hit me hard before I'm even going to say anything about it. Um, and I 
legit like did not get up one morning to help get the ladies off to school. Like I, I, I was up all night and I had this, like my throat was burning in a way that I just have not experienced. Like I've had strep infections and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And like, whatever, this thing knocked me out for some reason. And then of course it turned into all the other kinds of colds and and went on to phase two and three. So anyway, she's got that now. So she's not feeling great. Then her car starts doing weird stuff. We actually we actually jump started it, but then it seemed to go for like a couple of days, oh. and then it didn't go again today. They jumped it, and she brought it right into the shop. They actually think it's a problem with the starter, which apparently happens to CRVs sometimes, hmm. um, which I'm a little upset about because she looked on some forums and said she found people talking about this happening <laughs> a lot with the the 2014 CRV, and that it makes this like before it starts to happen, it makes this high pitched whirring noise. And she noticed a noise, and she captured it on a phone video, and she uh-huh. showed it to the people at the shop, and they were like, "Yeah, I don't even hear anything, lady." Like they seriously oh, like on. treat they 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 seriously treated her like this woman is hysterical, <laughs> you know, and like patted her on the head and She's like got a sent case her of home. The vapors. Exactly, right. and and <laughs> you know God. what am I supposed what am I fucking supposed to do? You know, yeah. like I hate. I'm. I'm. We do not like the Honda shop. We did not like our old Honda shop. Uh, We're pretty much done with Honda. Um, it's just not been good. I know a lot of people like Hondas. It's strange because this car, not that it's been like a lemon or anything, but it. It's just whenever there is an issue you know, with it, I mean, it's tough to deal with the, those people. Yeah. Um. The whole thing about lemons, because a segue. We just bought a car. Yeah. Um, sort of, not unexpectedly, but it was not really on the table the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. which was not a weird time ago. It was still two weeks ago, but, um, they were like, oh, so, you know, look, this is what we don't want to have to talk about, but we have to, if you get a lemon, here's the number you call, blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. thinking like, and Beth was concerned about like, well, what if we get a lemon and like all this stuff? And I'm just thinking th- that does not happen anymore. That's not a <laughs> thing anymore. Right. There's, I'm sure there is some off handed case where like maybe there is just a bad one but really yeah i don't know like Like, the technology being what it is manufacturing technology and stuff it is it is hard to believe that it wouldn't have improved in that regard um that you just have this one vehicle with so much going wrong that you have to absolutely just bail um but whatever i mean the laws still exist so yeah so well um yeah, I don't have my my little white lightning hatchback Scion <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. We traded in for a 2019 Rav4 hybrid, and not traded in like they took it off my hands for <laughs> some money, and then we bought a new car. Yeah, it's yeah. um my that car I traded had 178 thousand miles, and God, I mean it was a 2009, which means it was a 2008, really. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I got it in 2010. So I picked it up used and dang, yeah. I mean, in the words of so my you, dad, this was a good car. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> it you, served you well. That's, <laughs> that's been the joke. So and he's totally right. It did. And it hauled my guitar gear and my lazy ass around New England for 10 years. So, yeah. but now I have a sweet new hybrid, <laughs> which is extremely, extremely awesome. That's cool. And that's your to work every day. Yeah, because it, it replaced my car. Beth's car yeah. was actually older, but had lower mileage by like, you know, mm. 60,000 miles or something like that. So it was worth kind of keeping it's that. that uh, it's that Connecticut. It's that, uh, right. And it's also that whole like, 
we were, mine was a Scion, which is Toyota. Yeah. And Beth's current car is also a Toyota. So it will just run forever. And I know that my, <laughs> my Wolf Scion could have continued running if I put probably like, like maybe a thousand bucks into it or something. Yeah. It just, it wasn't like falling apart, but it was, it needed some work to really get over the next hurdle mm-hmm. if I wanted to really go for the miles, you know? Yeah. If, if you're at that financial position where it's not a big deal, um, there's no yeah. reason like you, you, you should feel bad about finding that tipping point where it's like, okay, like, you know what, let's trade this in when it's still worth a little, you know, something, a couple it, of thousand right, bucks or something. Yeah. But like, Right, and then it was well. I could put a thousand bucks into it, or I could put that thousand bucks towards a down payment. Yeah, on a new car, and my old car was is becoming less and less comfortable for long trips and mm-hmm. small and just kind of not great. So yeah, in the world of hybrids now, yeah, which are man, it is a totally different game. Mm-hmm. But this is not the car control, so no, we'll talk it's about not. That I, some and, later. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get into it. Hmm. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wishlist today. I will leave you with this, though. Mm-hmm. The hybrid has a better 0 to 60 than the gas model. Oh, yeah? Because of the electric motor. It is just... So the electric motor is part of that. Yeah, it just whips it right off the line. Oh, that's fun. So the other hybrids that I've driven... Uh, must have been set up differently, but they tend to have a, almost a lag to them. So I almost yeah, so, felt the opposite. Not that they wouldn't take off if you pushed them, but you have to really push it to convince it to do that because it yeah. will opt for like a, An a economy super mode. economy. Yeah, yeah, and this is totally the case as well. Um, it's got uh-huh. it's got the three modes: normal, sport, and economy. So okay. I leave it in economy for daily driving, and it doesn't take off the line. It's very like. Okay, yep. come we'll get on. there, Let's, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also getting 42 miles a gallon. Yeah, so it's worth it. Now, if yep. I need to zip onto the highway or something, you know, sport mode's there, and it turns essentially all gas except the electric motor assists to accelerate. Mm-hmm. It, they probably got the computers worked out so well that there's this range where the electric's going to have more torque. Yes, and it'll probably just hand it off right then. And yeah, it's it's pretty wild, and you can feel it. It basically changes how sensitive the gas pedal is, and you can really <laughs> feel how it coasts different depending on what mode you're in because the coasting is also regenerative now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy pants. Anyway, wild, wild. Whoa. Okay. So for news this week, we're starting with Fender. Yes. Have any of these sold? Um, I no. don't know. Okay. What's up? Okay. Fender has started uh, a certified vintage program, and they're selling some of their certified vintage guitars on Reverb. Oh, sugar. Look so, at these. Yes. So these are um, real vintage Fenders. Not reissues, not custom shop. They are real, authentic, vintage Fenders from the Fender Vault that they have Uh. used as reference guitars for things like custom shop and other reissues and new models and product lines and that kind of thing. And they're up for sale. I don't know why they're selling them, really, but I think they're just... They've probably got just miles and miles of storage (laughs) of, of vintage guitars, I would guess, now that 
it's like a thing, but yeah. um, they're selling five strats, a 54 two-tone burst, a 57 two-tone burst, a 65 Lake Placid Blue, a 65 three-tone sunburst, and a 65 candy apple red. And they're all kind of in various states of age and condition. Oh, the 65 sunburst is sold. Oh, look at that, yeah. Okay. $35,000. Yeah, they've got an eight-segment condition meter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed that everything is either a five or a six on yes, this meter. So, so, so like, I want to know what a one looks like because I feel like I have no frame of reference. This could could may as well be a two-segment condition right. meter, and it would mean <laughs> no difference to me. Yeah, right. It's um, It's very interesting. So these guitars are... Extremely special. So they're meticulously reviewed by the Fender Custom Shop to confirm that they are all original. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I replaced the jack or replaced yeah. all these like little parts. No, they are all original. Two year warranty. Any service required on the instrument will be handled by the Fender Custom Shop and it is hand delivered by Fender Master Builders. Cool. So, for free shipping, if that's something you're concerned about. <laughs> how, how come when I clicked on this, it showed me something? else oh no wait what'd you click on well i so i i clicked on the one that was sold i clicked on its picture and i'm oh, confused by where it brought me it brought you to because this guitar is no longer for sale it's bringing you to other guitars that are of similar spec yeah. and age so well i gotta tell you a fourteen and a half thousand dollar guitar that looks like the same color strat is not similar to this thirty five thousand dollar that is right more than 100% different. Yeah, so the, the 54 <laughs> two-tone burst is $85,000. And mm-hmm. it's in fabulous condition. If Considering how old this thing is, like really, it's in great okay, yeah. shape. It looks better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, am I looking at shine or does it have a little wear on the corners? Uh, I can't even tell. Right, so it's a. I mean, it's sixty-five years old. Sixty, yeah, sixty-five years oh, old. I think and I was looking at shine. Like there are some scratches. There but are some really scratches. Minor. But like considering this thing has been on the earth for sixty-five years and it's just made of wood, and with a very thin <laughs> finish, you know, there's, there's not a lot going on for, to protect these things. The volume knob that you would pinky all the time is like worn white. Yeah. That's that's kind of nice. Because the plastics they used on the knobs and pickup covers were different than the pickguard material, so they would wear faster. Yeah. It's Look at awesome. this photo of the, uh, the close-up of the bridge. They've pulled the strings yes. back so we can see everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very revealing shot. So there's some videos and stuff about the guitars out. Um, it includes the original cases and any case candy that that happened to be with them. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, they would include things like cables and straps, um, oh, wow. bridge covers. They've got all the bills of sale. Any some One of them has like photos of the original owner playing it and stuff. Very cool. I mean, wildly expensive. And they're obviously collector's items. But, you know, the cheapest one here is 33 grand. And yeah. it's oh a beautiful. Oh my God, look at the guts on this bad boy which one the 54 yeah the capacitor on that looks like a a square slice of old banana that's just been in there the whole time 
oh man. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, you just can't, I mean, obviously you can't like fix any of this, but I think it is very likely the, that the electronics on this guitar sound terrible. There's some demos of them playing them, and it's the strattiest strat you've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it's impossible that those components don't have just a load of drift. Yeah, and tons of noise, I'm nothing, sure. Like, nothing is in spec anymore. Everything has to be like at least 20% out of tolerance. It's It would be insane for it not to. So it has to be that it's just like, okay, but... I like it, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of those jobs. It's, I mean, it's truly a piece of guitar history, a 54 Strat. That's mm -hmm. it. I mean, that's these have three-way switches. They've got the deeper belly cut. They're just like, this is There's another the nut Stratagast. in here? Yeah, it looks like the nut was replaced, but the original is included. Oh, that's just something else. Yeah. Wow. But it, what's crazy to me is that these are the guitars that are used as reference for... right other models that's so cool that's a pretty cool thing like owning a vintage guitar is one thing but yeah this is like oh but this is it's not just like this is the model that they were basing it off of this is literally the one that they got the out of one, the closet and yeah. measured it's not yeah. like oh oh this is a 65 and it's kind of yeah. a you know amalgamation of the year 1965 and what fender was yeah. doing that year these are like this guitar was replicated mm -hmm. Very, very cool. She looks great. Yeah. The uh, candy apple red one under the pick guard, someone carved in CA red <laughs> in, into the wood. Uh, there's all kinds of little like workshop uh, <laughs> trademarks and, and maker's marks in there. Very, very cool. I'm into it. I mean, I'm no. not going to buy one. <laughs> but no, very cool. I will sooner buy a new car. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. And even then, an $85,000 car is not really within my budget either. So <laughs> No, but I could totally go for a candy apple red certified vintage $33,000 car. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, my new, um, my new car is, the color is called Lunar Rock. I think my new iPhone is going to be the same color as your car. It is very close. <laughs> <laughs> and I... um. When they announced the iPhones, I was like, oh, damn. I could be that guy who's filming his car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, it it is probably green. won't match it's exactly. Fancy, so that It's a fancy word for green. Yeah. What's <clears throat> also interesting is a lot of car paint now does not have the metal flake in it. So it's just, oh, okay. it's a flat color. It's still shiny because, like, the clear coat. But it doesn't have the sparkle. It doesn't have the, the All glisten. cars used to have. Yeah. Huh. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And what's That's interesting really is on white paint cars, white cars, they've been adding that glisten to it, and it looks awesome. Huh. Did they not used to have it? No, my car was white, and it was flat. And huh. all the other white cars I've seen have been flat until the last yeah, few years. They've right. added this metallic paint to them, and they look very, like, pearly. It's nice. Yeah, like purloid kind of, guitar yeah. lingo. Sorry, there's right. a horrible something in my eye. Okay, I, f I got it out. I fixed myself. Good. Whew. Well, that was rough. I was, was worried there for a moment. Yeah, just terrifying I stuff. I thought I was going to have to vamp about my car some more. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> well, moving straight along, um, We yeah, like why force it? There's no more news. Let's, let's uh, do some pedal genieing. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. Cool. All right, all right. Let me, let's pause here. I want to listen okay. to your demo. I'm going to listen to it too. All right, let me grab it. Um, that sounds great. Yeah, it's cool, right? Okay. <clears throat> I guess uh, I'll go first then. Yeah. Okay. Derek just listened to the demo. I, I don't know how I'm going to cut that together or what, what I'm going to make it to. Okay. Forget about it. It's no big deal. All right. So. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this time I had uh, from JHS the Charlie Brown V4. Uh, and so JHS, JHS, JHS. So what, what yeah. is, what, would, how would you describe my history with JHS pedals? Um, checkered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but like, yeah, uh, generally unimpressed and, um, <laughs> kind of like folding your arms and going, and yeah, I do. Yeah, I, your attitude does not impress me, JHS. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So the thing about I think I think I've codified this. The thing about JHS pedals is um, they are one hundred percent of the time guaranteed to be very highly high, high highly. Oh man, I can't make highly work in that sentence. I'm gonna have to back it up and just admit that I used the wrong word. They are 100% guaranteed to be very high quality builds, and they are guaranteed to be basically a 100% bullseye of whatever they were trying to do with the pedal. It will yes. be so right, but it's just that what they were trying to do. It's like a sniper yeah. that is. Always a hundred percent, like it is the gnarliest sniper. But this person's spotter has no compass whatsoever for what they ought to be shooting at, because <laughs> they will make exact with exacting accuracy uh, anything, and it might be so stupid and so dumb, and they might not be supposed to be making it, but they will do it anyway, and it will be perfect, and it will be terrible. But yeah. some of them, if it's a good thing to try to make, they will nail it. And I think they have nailed this. So okay. that is super long way of saying the Charlie Brown V4 is a. Uh, it, it's now I have to call up the website again. I believe it's supposed to be a like a Marshall um, JTM 45. You are correct. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even look that up before I played it. I was just like, hmm, Marshall? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, I mean, it friggin' does that, man. And obviously, that's a cool thing to do, unlike yeah. some of the JHS pedals where it was a dumb thing to do, but they like did the, it. Like the direct 
uh, yeah. into the console. Direct into an EMI console. Cool yeah. move, dude. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like you know when the Beatles mixed their record and like the drums were panned all the way to one side. Do you know why nobody does that anymore? It's because it sounded bad. It was just at the time they were just inventing stereo, so it was like, oh man, it's bonkers. Let's do LSD <laughs> yeah. together. Nobody does that anymore because it was a dumb idea, and nobody plugs into EMI consoles and distorts stuff, and it sounds <laughs> terrible. That's why nobody does it. Okay, anyways. Anyway, so the Charlie Brown, why do I always talk about that fucking color box pedal? <laughs> They're in my head, Derek. Uh, to be fair, I brought it up this time. They're in and my head. It's just the one that makes you the most upset. I know, because it's so terrible. Okay, anyway, the <laughs> hot takes. This one's really good, though. Okay, so this is your basic uh, kind of preampy, distortion-y box. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a lot like the amp. I think kind of the most important part of that is the gain range, okay. which is to say pretty gainy at the top but not crazy um but you will be able to use a lot of this for sort of a clean slightly messy sound which is I a cool it, way um, to do a marshall too i bet it stacks really well it probably does it probably does i bet you could feed things into it have this be the yeah. ass end and it would sound cool for a lot of stuff yeah. the tone that's stack, sweet sweet charlie brown ass that's right that <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the one, right? Sometimes you just feel it. <laughs> yeah, so the tone stack on this bad boy is the real is where the real meat is. You know, bass, mid, and treble controls, um, they, are, they are what it says on the tin. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like what the Marshall tone stack sounds like. It has a drive and a volume knob, and that's it, man. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, you can get this... Pretty yellow bad bad mama jamma for one hundred and ninety nine dollars. Does JHS not have a website? Not currently. Uh, yeah, they are actually in the middle of redoing it. And if you go to their website, there's this big thing like we're redoing our website. <laughs> so okay, well that's yeah, that's odd. Anyway, yeah, when you type this pedal in and it's not their their official site their for site it is not in the up. first page of Google. I'm just like okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and really, like, I know Google has a billion results, but who actually clicks off page one? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody I, knows I would, if you're if you're not on page one, like you're you've resigned. I'm not going to click to page two. I'm going to search. I'm going to refine my search terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anyway, if they you're also not make, right. um, they also make the angry Charlie, which is a JCM 800. Oh. Sa same layout. Cool. Yeah. I bet that's great. What a it's, what a what a not stupid idea! It's funny the artwork on it is um, like kind of a more roughed up version of the artwork on the, on the <laughs> must hair on the Charlie, right? Yeah, so like the little zigzag is upside down, and it's like the screen print is all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, anyway, so I, I recorded a demo because I said I was going to start doing that again if it was just a distortion because uh, yeah. that's boring.
Um, so anyway, there I'll, I'll put it in there. That's what Derek listened to at the beginning, and that's why whatever I did in the editing sounded weird, because I'm sure it will. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I'm self-conscious about that right now. I'm usually <laughs> not. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, that, that's that's about it. Any questions? For me, no. <laughs> guitar paddle. Why would anybody have questions about it? It's like a, just a straight up. It's a stomp box. You know? Yeah. That bastard's a stomp box. It's yellow. This is the one in my hand is number 686. Cool. Yeah. I dig it. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. So I had um, the Bogner Oxford Fuzz. And this is one of those Rupert Neve partnership pedals. Oh, okay. So I think they've expanded this line because I don't think have you, have, they had any it's, slightly... It's green. It's a little wider than the others. Yeah, I don't think they had any of the wider ones when I was checking this out. I think this might be the, the only wide one, but I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. it, it's a fuzz, and it is a fuzz fuzz. <laughs> it is, like I said to you earlier, it is a velvet underwear fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> it envelops your whole business is what I'm hearing. Your whole business. <laughs> so it's... it's um. Let's go through. There's three knobs, level, tone, and gain. And then there's too many toggle switches. One is a two position that does uh, gain minus or gain plus. And then the other is uh, three different levels of fuds. And they're marked by uh, Zs of increasing size. So little Z, middle (laughs) Z, big Z. Uh, And then it's got the LED in it that changes color depending on what you're feeding it and like how intensely you're feeding it. But it also changes with how the pedal is set. So okay. it must it must be like a post input kind of thing. It must be obviously, but it, it's like a post. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to uh, be how much clipping. There's probably like a voltage yeah. threshold in there. And, yeah, you know, because obviously if you turn the gain up, you're going to hit that threshold more. And yes, so on. So uh, it is a meticulously crafted pedal. Something about the Bogner switches are really different than other pedal switches I've noticed. Oh yeah, and those milled aluminum cases. And the case, right? I was just going to say it's like if Apple made guitar pedals. It's it's really, it just feels very precise and sharp. Like physically, mm-hmm. the corners are sharp. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's it's great. It sounds extremely woolly and enormous. Uh, but also, if you move the gain to the minus position, that's uh. it's just a nice kind of slightly fuzzy overdrive. Huh. So well, that makes the, a pretty wide range for a fuzz. Yes. the The downside is that. That feature is on a toggle switch and not a foot switch. So, because it is so dramatically different, I would kind of want mm. both, uh, like quickly, uh, you know, to A B them or this something. This could have been a double pedal, a double or just like a a mode switch or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's because the fuzz when you flip that plus side, it is, it may as well be like plus 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 plus. It is so much <laughs> more intense. So the multiplier. Yeah, so uh, it's um, ferrosilicon fuzz with Rupert Neve designed transformer. <laughs> ferrosilicon. Yeah, yeah, because obviously that you're not going to get that kind of fuzz out of just a transformer. There's going to have to be silicon in it somewhere. But yeah, yeah, it's um, so the the low mode is kind of amp like amp breakupy, and then you've got the three like gain levels for each of those channels and then a gain knob as well. So you can get like a really great rock rhythm tone out of this thing on the low setting and on the high setting it's just crushing like zippery, velvety, smooth leads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really wild and the, the tone control is um, 
it, it affects this really unique frequency, I think. And it's it kind of it's like a high mid range feel. Huh. Uh, it, so it's, it's not very, just a filter. Not really. Uh, it's hard to explain. Um, you really got to kind of. Turn or it's it, not a it, filter that sweeps. Maybe it's a filter that goes up and down. Maybe, maybe it's like a because set as frequency. I turned it. I kept it up pretty high most of the time. As I turned it, it mostly seemed to affect the upper mids because the lows did not change at all. Huh. Okay. So it was kind of interesting. Um, and then the gain knob is just... When, you, when you're on that high Z, that high fuzz mode, the gain knob after like 10 o'clock, it's just a wash. It becomes... It does this <laughs> other stuff to your input signal that just glitches out and gets really weird and... Um, completely so, square completely like it's just a block <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's really really cool uh, it's I'm not that much of a fuzz person uh, but it's a great pedal I'm really glad I got to try it it's it's so the music I play does not really call for this kind of sound mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. those but, transformers that oh man the magnetics yeah, every one of like, those pedals I've tried they just have a a it's got weight a, a to feel. them, yeah. and it's it, not—it's not just the physical weight. It's like there is a weight to what you're a, playing. There's a heft in the tone, and it's—it's it's just a monster. It's so big, and so I think the the setting I had for the demo was on the high fuzz mode, but with the gain knob kind of like nine o'clock, like pretty low. Way back. So it's uh—it's nice, really cool, like hi-fi machined aluminum knobs. Yeah. Really nice, very, uh, it's just, it's a beautiful design, the pedal itself. And the, the LED has a little Bogner B inside of it. Oh, it's great. Great little touches. Um, <laughs> you can see just, the transformer through the back, right? There's a window. There is, except there's a Pedal Genie sticker on this oh. one, so I can't. But you can see where, <laughs> where it lives yeah. through an impression in the plastic or in the sticker. But um, yeah, it's so, it's it's epic. It's really, really big. Um, very, very fuzzy. Very, very fuzzy. <laughs> and here's the demo. Uh, we discussed this earlier, and I haven't mixed the demo yet, but I am not going to filter any of the hiss out. It yeah. is part of the pedal. We're giving you the real sauce. Did you listen to it? No. Okay. Well, because it's, it's not. It's not. It's just tracks right now, right? It's just tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I the lead part. It was so hissy. I just like rolled it off the front. So there's no. There's actually no audio in the very beginning of the lead. Oh yeah. But. Yeah, I'm not just going to have I would I wouldn't have yeah. done that. I wouldn't have had like a blank track, but I figure yeah. like I'm not going to run noise reduction on it. So yeah, no. <laughs> you will hear it's probably I mean obviously the guitar signal is louder than the hiss. So oh, it's totally. not yeah. really an issue. It's just there's tons of hiss everybody and But while there I was is, yeah, I had to actually patch in a noise gate on my my Helix because while I was like <laughs> dialing things in, I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> so, but that was on like extreme extreme settings. Yeah. It's it's not that bad when you're considering like normal usage. 
cool, so, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's two twenty nine on Sweetwater, uh, but I have a little pop up here telling me on Amazon it's actually one eighty nine. So used? Mm, no. Whoa. Just this one. Some of the others are more expensive. But Ryan, what are you doing right now? Yeah, right, just Ryan. Have you tried this? Uh, if so, <laughs> it's what, what's, cheap. What's, what's your hot take? It's wild though. That the bottom end is just unforgiving. So much bigness. Very, very much bigness. Yeah, it's a large amount of bigness. All right, um, that's the that's um, that's this week from the genie. Yeah, wishes granted and, and whatnot. So, hey, next up, let's do some questions. Discussion time. Discussion time. Excellent. Should we have a discussion time theme song? Because I was yeah. about to do it as Wayne's World. If anybody. Yeah, we could make something up. Um, hmm. Hmm. I might hmm. have time to like riff a little, <laughs> a little thing that's just like, but wow, <laughs> like like a, a a proper bump, a know? proper special bump. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget. I have things. Yeah. To do it's, don't weekend. don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the thing I forgot about. Uh, our website is run on Tumblr, and Tumblr has a <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr has a, a feature where we can people can like submit questions, and then we can either answer them privately or answer them publicly in the blog feed. Um, so I answered privately that we were going to answer this question on the show. So Tumblr fan, if friend, if you are listening, this one's for you, and you know that. And I think your name is Steve. I think you, you sent me a second message that was signed. This one was not. So anyway, <laughs> hey, guys, I love the show. I'm a very busy old fart with little time to play. But listening to the cast has inspired me to buy a new guitar and amp and to order a pedal board so I can set up quickly when I do have time to play. Cha-ching. Pe- you guys yeah. know we get paid every time you buy a guitar or an amp, right? <laughs> because we're in the pocket of big guitar and amp. <laughs> yeah. So... Conspiracies uh, confirmed. He goes on to say, uh, I got a PRS SE standard and the setup was balls on. It feels so nice, which I don't doubt. Those PRS SE standards are awesome. Uh, suggestions. Uh, talk about how to select cables for quality versus price. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk in some detail about cheap versus pricey pedals, what equipment is in Justin's studio, etc. So what if, I did not ask you this before we started do you want to divide this across some episodes? Do you want to answer this first one? Well, I don't then, know. I don't know how long they're going to take. Well, we've got three other questions mm. after this mm. Uh, mm. from other other listeners. So what if... We can do that. We okay. can divide. <clears throat> uh, I did... I When I read this, I was like, wow, that cable question is really smart. Yeah. And it, I've been thinking about it since he wrote in, and I... I thought about it before coming up here, and it is something I even struggle with. I've had the same cables for, God, I don't even know. They're daddy's junkie music cables. <laughs> then you're not struggling, are you? I Well, it's the thing. There's so many, like, <laughs> boutique cable companies now. Yeah, all right. Let's, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that, and, and we'll set the rest of his aside. Sure. For next time. Okay. Is it, I hope that's okay. But um, I, Well, yeah, it's right. Well, I just think the yeah, cable no, question... Yeah, no, I think these are, these are fine. Yeah, I think this works perfectly well to space that out. The cable thing, cables feel like something that is just an accessory, right? That it's not really critical to your guitar, but you, like, you can't play guitar without them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on, uh, the, I was going to come at it kind of from the other angle. There is a whole industry based around scaring you into thinking that there is this chasm 
of a difference between an expensive cable and a cheap cable. And to the extent where, like, there are cables that cost orders of magnitude more than other cables, not double, not triple, hundreds of percent more, yeah. hundred, hundreds of times more than other cables. So, like, that is, that, that's what I'm hearing. When I see this question, I'm like, how do I select cables? Like, why am I not, you know, should I buy the Monster Pro 1000? Yeah. You know? That or, is like that is like hundreds of dollars for four feet or something. So I'm looking at uh, some <clears throat> friends of ours use sinusoid cables, and they're um, is that a brand? Yeah, S I N A S O I D sinusoid. They make all kinds of cables. Basically, any connector of cable that you could need for your music setup, they have it. Um, okay. So if you're looking at let's like I don't even know what their regular uh, cable is called, but here we go. Instrument cables. Here's an eight foot oh, cable. I get you. Eight foot starts at $41. Eight foot is not long enough really no, to do no. anything. Um, my cables are both 12 feet and I actually, I unfortunately left it at a show. I had a 20 footer. <laughs> I have, um, okay. I, I, I have some regular ones. My, my, Daily go-to cables when I was playing were some that I got at the music shop back in New Hampshire. And they were like, you can, the shops could order them from the store. And you basically order them whatever spec and they'll come with a little wrapper for the store's branding on it. You know, so mine Mm -hmm. says aircraft or whatever. Probably Uh, why mine say daddy's chunky music. Yeah, like, and so it's, what it is, it's, it's, um, hold on, CBI, yeah. It's CBI cables. That's what oh, I'm you can write get, that down. Yeah, you can get them from. So what? S- s- sin- sinusoid. Sinusoid. Or even like lava cables or Mogami. There's all these. Okay, other now brands. Well, well, okay. So Mogami, Mogami is just a, a cable brand. Lava cables is a different thing because that's that's a solderless system, or at least yeah. it, at least they have that, like George L's. Yes, I remember. I was thinking earlier. I remember when George L's were the thing, and now okay. I don't see them nearly as often. Um, th- so when I mentioned like they feel like accessories, obviously you want like the good long cable for guitar into amp or pedal board or out of pedal board into amp. The yeah. thing that everyone I think also forgets about, including me, is all the patch cables between your pedals. Yeah, there's you got a, a standard patch cable six inches, and you've got I don't know six of them, maybe handful of those that's yeah. a decent amount of cable length in between mm-hmm. living in your pedal board so it starts to be a lot of wire yeah uh it's very here's one i have it just hangs out in my office this is like the cheapest guitar center like four for a dollar patch cable you can get. it's hosa yeah. yeah it's a hosa probably yep. um i've had it for years and it does the job but it's very thin cable it is not i can't open it to fix it yeah it's got a um, plastic molded jacket Yep, so if it breaks, then I have to throw it away. Um, I've got, here's one. Uh, I got a lot of these a long time ago because they were cheap. The Planet Waves one also have a plastic molded jacket yep. around the end, but the cable itself is much thicker and uh, durable. Yeah, I have a couple of uh, Monster cables. They were the lowest grade that Monster sells, and they're just like Planet Waves. They have the molded yeah. plastic, uh, but they're, that's... Yeah, that that's kind of a, a different story. Again, it's not repairable. So the, there's sort of yeah. categorically there's some different things here. There's the um, the cables like that that are like a manufactured inexpensively 
uh, molded plastic can't be opened. If it breaks, it breaks kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Um, There is kind of a, it's not the only story, but there's a quality jump when you get to something that has a true metal jacket and then there'll be a strain relief behind that. Um, You can open that up and re-solder it if you're the type to do that. And I was, but uh, then there is other, you know, there's the whole thing with monster cable where they'll, Mm. uh, they'll replace it. You know, it's a lifetime warranty. They'll essentially still do that. As far as I know, Um, the deal was you could wander into any store that sells monster, hand them your busted one and they'll just open a package right there and hand you a new one. So that's how I got my daddy's junkie music cables because in between when I bought mine from them and when Mm -hmm. it broke, they stopped carrying them. So they gave me their branded ones for free or the exchange. Sure. And I'm, I'm still using those. So, and that was yeah, 10 years ago, maybe, but it's also, I don't know. So he's asking specifically about quality versus price. So, yeah. Well, I have a lot to say on this. Yes. What what were you going to say? (laughs) I was just going to preface it with like, if you take care of your cables, whether they're shitty cables or not, they're going to last longer than if you don't. So wrap them correctly. Be careful with them and just sort of don't. Don't wrap yeah. them up like extension cords. Yeah, don't don't wrap your cables around your arm. Yeah, so that's that's super important um, and seems basic to me, but like people wrap cables around their arms and that's why your cables end up with those figure eight kind of twists in them. So inside every cable is a core that carries the signal. That is the wire in the middle. There is a shielding wrapper around that that's like plastic or some kind of rubber or whatever. And then there is a shield, and the shield is woven or twisted, uh, I should say braided or twisted uh, wire Mm -hmm. so that it's sort of a a tube of wire that wraps around. So that's how the, the, the signal attempts to reject interference by having the shield over it. The shield is connected to the ground, so that's the sleeve on the connector in the case of a guitar cable and almost any other kind of cable. On a, on a tip sleeve connector. Yeah, yeah, a tip sleeve, which is what we're using for instrument instruments cable. like guitars. Yeah. Um, so the other things that could be uh, higher or lower quality uh, is whether it's braided or simply twisted twisted shield. Yes, yep. Um, because the twisted shield will, as the cable ages and it's getting wrapped and unwrapped, especially if you're wrapping it wrong by pulling it around your arm and adding twists to it, it can start to unravel that shielding and then you have gaps in the shielding where your uh, guitar can start to receive interference. Um, Because essentially, if there's a gap in the shielding, the wire will act as an antenna. Right. Um, Okay. The other thing that can happen is the the metal that the connector is made out of itself. um, there, There is no, in my opinion, and I am not an electrical engineer, but I know my shit to a certain extent. I think that there is no really good reason to think that you need something like gold plating on any of this. Yeah, gold gold is not particularly conductive compared to other things. Silver is actually more conductive, but all, but silver tarnishes. Basically, the only thing that gold has it, uh, to its credit in with regard to connectors is that it um, doesn't tarnish or um, oxidize at all. Yeah. So, but, but there's plenty of other shit that doesn't oxidize. Right. So gold-plated patch cables, gold-plated yeah. instrument cables, it's a waste of that money. That is unnecessary expense. It will not affect your sound. Um, the no, cables no, will no, no, last, no. <laughs> except that, that here's the thing. The gold is also very soft. So when they make an alloy out of it, 
regardless of what percentage of gold, you know, what if there's any gold in it, it is a softer metal than if there wasn't gold in it. Okay, yeah. so if they're actually nickel, uh, or a lot of things will actually be rhodium plated, um, that's right, which fine is actually too. What white gold is. White gold is typically rhodium plated because it's kind of a clearish, silvery looking thing. But any of that stuff, like nickel, is yeah. fine. Um, it, it will be conductive right. enough. This this clunky patch cable on my desk is almost definitely nickel. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not rhodium plated. It, it won't. It won't tarnish. It won't tarnish. No. It no, will no. be fine. It won't oxidize. Okay. So the last thing is that little ring of plastic that separates the tip from the sleeve. Mm. When cable, if that is made out of something. They can make those out of different kinds of plastics. Um, some of them are going to age. I have seen cables where that part of it is starting to deteriorate. And if that mm. f- crumbles away, obviously the cable is dead. You can't repair yeah. that. Um, so the reasons to not have bargain basement is that stuff. It will – Yeah. It will either, or, or it will have those plastic molded things and those will eventually break and you can't repair them anyway. But like yeah. – So at the point where we have – a cable that is made out of something that doesn't oxidize, doesn't really matter what, and it has a good, you know, PVC or whatever ring that isn't going to fall apart or deteriorate. Um, again, it doesn't really matter that there's no difference in sound between braided or twisted shields. It's mm-hmm. really just about about how they're going to last, how they're going to resist breakage from constantly being bent and twisted. Um, should I talk about how to wrap a cable? If you can describe it enough, I mean, it is like... I wonder if there's a good YouTube video, because you have to sort of see be. somebody do this. What I'm talking about is the over-under method. Yeah, um, so, so it's it's much like... So, yeah, you wrap a cable, and it doesn't want to stay flat, and it doesn't want to stay the way you put it. Yeah. It's not wrapped correctly. That means you're doing it wrong. Or there's already much twists in the shield, which are making the cable want to turn a certain way instead of yeah. a different way. Yeah, so think of it also like... Wrapping a garden hose, it wants to yep. go away. It, it wants to go a certain direction. Wrapping, um, like my for my air compressor in my garage, the hose yeah. definitely wants to go a direction. Yeah. So it's it's a lot like that. Uh, basically, this is a tough thing to describe. But when you're wrapping a cable, um, the goal is to uh, basically create one loop, and then the next loop you want to create backwards. So that every time you do a loop, you're putting a twist in, but then the next loop twists the other way, essentially taking the twist back out again. Oh, does, sorry. Does it, I'm looking. It does. It makes sense. I'm looking okay. At, I'm you looking made at such Mo- a face. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Mogami on Musician's Friend. Oh, don't. Right. So here's a 20-foot. That's a long cable. Um, this 20-foot Mogami cable with a right-angle connector and a straight connector that I think is gold it is the Mogami Platinum Instrument Cable, is $165. Yeah. You do not need that. Under no no circumstances will that change the sound. And I don't even believe it's legitimately going to last longer than a perfectly good, moderately priced cable. Not a A cheap cable. Look at this. A three-foot cable is $65. Yeah. Get that, out of here. That, that is that is beyond the realm. Okay, so there are cheap cables that are like this is junk, and it will get your signal where it's going, but it may have more capacitance that you want. It might not sound great. We are talking about analog audio here, so mm-hmm. at a certain point, you are below the threshold, and the the metals will start to matter. Um, 
I'm, I'm done with the cable wrapping thing because that's that's about all I think I can say about it. They find a video about the over-under method to, if you want to learn how to do it, but you're, yeah. do, you're doing that. You're putting a twist in one way, the next twist goes the other way, and if you do it right, you can toss your cable out and it will just unroll. It won't have any twists in it. It won't kink. It won't loop on itself. Um, yeah. That's how so you know it, you've done it. How about this? If you're not sure if you're wrapping your cable the right way, you probably aren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Okay. okay. So the basics of quality, there are there is a low threshold where, below which like yes, this cable will probably fall apart. It'll get your signal where it's going, but you might notice it's loose or um it will start to cut in and out. Those pla- those ones with like plastic molded ends. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff probably also has very high gauge wire in it. Am I saying that right? The wire is very thin. So the gauge number is high. Does that mean high gauge or do I say high gauge when it's a low number because it's a thick wire? Let's just go with thick. Because gauge is, <laughs> gauge is backwards. Okay, so, uh, but the, but you're, if you go shopping for cable, you're going to see the gauge yeah. listed. You know, you're going to see right, 18 right, right. or 14 or 16. Um, the cheaper cables are going to use thinner wire. That'll be more like 18, 20, 22. 22 gauge wire is so thin. This means mm-hmm. you twist it four or five times, that core could snap in the middle. That's it. You're done. You'll never know what happened to it. Um, so something a little thicker, like I actually picked out these, I, like I said, these cables that were from the music shop. They had been ordered from CBI with the music shop's own branding on them because you can just order them that way. Um, they actually had two kind of versions of it. They had like a regular and then they had the whisper edition. And the whisper <laughs> edition was, I think it was a, I think it was a 16 instead of an 18 gauge. Okay. So okay. the, the wire inside the core wire was a little thicker and that was, that was worth it to me. The cable was like an 18 footer and it was only like 25 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's perfectly reasonable. Um, if you're spending much more than $40, even on a kind of long cable, you're probably be you're probably buying a, a brand name and some hocus pocus more than actual improvements in cable quality, yeah. because as long as you're using you know wire gauge that is you know better than eighteen or twenty you know if it's sixteen fourteen even that's that's good that means it's going to last a long time. Um, the make sure the plastics heavy duty and it's not going to start to crack on you stuff like that but anything in that kind of range you know you're spending more than twenty dollars on a 10 foot cable you know like they're at least putting the probably they're putting the material in i'm not saying like you can judge everything by quality by uh by price because some of these brands are really kind of putting it on but like you can buy yeah. mogami cable like just you pick out what gauge cable you want. You know, like this is instrument cable with a braided shield and 14 gauge wire, and it'll be X dollars per square per uh, square foot per linear foot. Mm-hmm. And you know, then they that's what they would make a cable out of. You can make yeah. your own cables out of that. Right. Um, it's and I'm not trying to say I know we plugged sinusoid and we know yeah. some people who know them kind of personally. I'm not saying they're bad cables. They're just the ones that come to mind as like. Wow, cables can get a lot more expensive than you think. Yeah. Okay. And so, so sin- I, this. Uh, that's I, not. A, I don't mean to take a dig at them at all. No, I no. Just want to point that out? Absolutely not. And I don't think they're. Uh, I've. How much does your cable really cost? Like I'm looking at their website where they kind of talk about it. They're using yeah. quality stuff. Um, yeah, and they're and they're they're explaining what they do. I mean, like right here, he's they're explaining what the costs are, like the labor 
of building a cable, the R&D on figuring out how we want to build the cable, how we want to source the parts, transporting the parts to us, transporting the cable to you, and then the actual material costs and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're being real about it. Um, yeah. And, and that's fine. I, I don't think this isn't like monster selling a cable for a thousand dollars a foot or something like that because it's got oxygen free, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is pure nonsense. They're, they're not going to, it's yeah. It's, well, it's like, right. I, I see gold plated HDMI cables at the mall and it's like, come on. Oh guys. God. Yeah. And, and I saw a discussion just the other day about HDMI and this quality and that quality. And somebody was saying, how do I know if my HDMI cable is bad? It's like, oh, well. It just won't work. Sister, that's a digital signal. (laughs) It is either on or off. Uh, Yeah. Well, actually, what's interesting, (laughs) too, is a buddy of mine answered this. Apparently, 4K HDMI cables are a real thing. And I thought for sure that was bogus. But no, it's legit. And it bothers me that it's legit. (laughs) Well, but but again, see, by the same same, um, reasoning that I could say it's digital, you don't have to worry about it. You're basically just buying how rugged a connector how how yeah. it's going to endure being plugged and unplugged because um, it either, it's either it's either on or off it's one or zero but um, there is bandwidth issues because yeah, when you go into say. digital stuff you start you have to think about bandwidth uh, yeah. which you don't with an analog signal anyway so. back to cables anyway um, um, so it, it, for my money like sinusoid this seems fine this is a this is definitely as high as you should ever go. There is absolutely no reason to buy something from Monster or some big company that costs a lot more than this per foot because these guys are already doing at least as good as could possibly make a difference. Probably more, but at least as good as could possibly make a difference. I luckily I have not heard anyone seriously consider monster cables in many, many, many years. Um, (laughs) So I had totally forgotten about them actually. Um, but I just, I, my cables that I use here at home, I've got two 10-foot Reverb.com cables. Okay. Uh, and these are a, a steel and a half on the Reverb side. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. how much I paid for them. Um, Let's look it up. I, I'm not even kidding. I got my 20-foot cable from them for, I think, $9. Wow. Yeah, and they're they're very nice. They've got the metal connector, but it's in some shrink tubing. So if you did break there, you could open it and fix it. It just says reverb on it, and it's the cloth uh, braided outside. So it's not a rubbery outside, which is also nice. Okay. They don't get stuck on things like yeah. uh, cymbal stands and amp feet. They just slide right on the stage. I'm seeing a three-pack of pedal board cables for only $7. These have the flat pan style Yep, those uh, are nice. Jack cases, which are good because you can get your pedals very close together. So I'm assuming that these are sort of like hand-built things. I don't know. Um, let me see. Reverb. Oh, here we go. Find... If you go to their store page, where is that? Brand. Reverb is the brand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a three-pack of patch cables for 7 bucks. That's really hard to beat. Here it is. A 20-foot cable, one straight, one right-angle connector, $12. Yeah. And it's this really cool orange fabric wrap. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just, like, really into them. And unfortunately, my 20-footer is the one I left at a, at a gig by accident. No, but um, 
which I, I've never done. I can't believe it happened. I'm really bummed. But um, yeah, look at the Reverb.com stuff, especially if you're playing at home and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, even live. That's what I'm using. <laughs> so uh, there, there, is, there is one other side of this, and that is speaker cables. Mm. Um, now, here's some place where the gauge, the wire gauge is important. Um, speaker I'm, cables. I'm sorry. Somebody was reselling that reverb cable. Here's a 20 foot right angle straight, like one right angle, one straight yeah. connector, nine bucks. Oh, that's still like insanely cheap. Insanely cheap. And either they have an XLR version, nine bucks. Yeah, I. I would say that that sounds like somebody's found a, a nice little bit of assembly line and they're not, they're and making free shipping. It, yeah. Free shipping. Yeah. So you're not paying twice as much to ship that sucker to you. Oh God, <laughs> it's a deal and a half. Okay. So speaker cables um, are different. Most of our amps are going to run on the same kind of connector. It is not the same kind of cable. If you no. use an instrument cable on it, that is wrong, and it can be bad, especially if your amp has any kind of serious power behind it, um, because the gauge in an instrument cable wire will likely not be sufficient. It's also meaning that you're asking... Uh, it, the speaker cable is not a core and a braided shield situation. It is too parallel. Um, and I have seen speaker cables that were made like homemade ones that was kind of made in a fun way where you made them out of real wire and you did a twisted pair by gripping them in the chuck of an electric drill and twisting them and then soldering <laughs> the end on. Um, it's cool. pretty, that, that's pretty cool and does, does well to reject interference. But here's the thing, an amplified signal does not have an interference issue because the signal is such high voltage on the wire that any antenna effect couldn't possibly be loud enough to be heard. So that's really not a true issue. It's just like sort of an extra thing you could do, okay. you know? Like like you could coil, I could, when I'm hooking up a microphone in my studio and there's six feet of extra cable that I, extra length that I don't need, mm-hmm. I could coil it in a figure eight, okay? Because a figure of eight rejects mm-hmm. the most interference because every loop cancels the waveform of the interference <laughs> from the previous loop, okay? But I do not do that because that is extreme and yeah. XLRs are balanced cables anyway. So for speakers, you need to have it be high enough gauge wire and they're both true wires. The, the negative isn't a shield. Um, that's why there's a totally separate thing. So just in case there's anybody out there who doesn't know that, um, and I'm assuming all the bass players out there who have speak-on connectors mm-hmm. know better because there is no mistaking a speak-on cable for something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a safe cable. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, There's a bunch of brands, like any of this stuff would be fine. Um, you can order cable direct from Mogami or CBI and just put Neutrik connectors on it. Um, if you don't want to build your own cables, um, you, probably what's at your local music shop that isn't the standard HOSA thing is probably one of these. It's probably mm-hmm. one of these companies that are just sort of producing cables with the branding on it. It's like Reverb where they're... It's white labeling, yeah. Yeah, exactly, white labeling. Um, that's fine. You know, Make sure they're a rugged connector. It Having a strain relief on it is nice. Um, higher gate, you know, thicker gauge is nicer. It's going to last you a little longer and then just mm-hmm. take care of it. Um, and you'll yeah, be fine. I think taking, even if you have a shitty cable, it's going to last you, like I said, it's going to last you longer if you take yeah. good care of it than if you don't. The true so. tone difference, um, from cheap cables to, to, uh, expensive ones is almost nothing unless it's really, really long cable. 
Right. So right. the cable length has more to do with yeah. the tonal quality than the So qu- the, reverb.com, the, you know, yeah. $7 three pack of these tiny patch cables, that's a short length of thing. So even if that's not like a heavy gauge wire, it's fine. Those are well made enough. Absolutely. There is no sonic difference between that mm-hmm. and, you know, right below it, 33.95 for literally the same No, sorry, it's a that's a four pack. But obviously <laughs> that is like yeah. more than triple the price per cable, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and that's not necessary um, from pig hog. Right. Um, so, um, but your long cables, like like I did, I picked the, the, you know, one gauge higher wire for a few more dollars, two or four more dollars. That was fine because that was a 20-foot cable. Um, and that matters a little bit. You start doing long cable runs, that's where you get all that capacitance that starts to suck some high end out of your guitar signal. Yeah, and I wouldn't use, I typically run two 12-foot cables, one to my pedal board, one to the amp yep. from from the pedal board. But if on certain stages, if my amp is far away, I want that 20-foot cable yeah. to go from the pedal board to the amp. And I definitely notice it. It is It loses just a little crisp right on the top. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing your amp all the time, you will notice that. And right, and it's nothing that can't be adjusted for, but it's still like it's a little different. It doesn't yeah. sound bad. It's just a little different. And if you're if you it need can to be. Depend, well, that's another yeah. thing that I mean, that's what buffers are for too. That's why yeah, the true totally. bypass thing is is a little bit of a trick in a certain sense. That I think it ha- do you feel like that fad is sort of past? Um, I think people thinking that buffered bypass is bad equals bad is yeah. passing mm-hmm. um well we'll talk more about that in a later episode when we get to uh cheap versus pricier pedals <laughs> yeah we've talked about it a number of times here but it is yeah. worth kind of touching on again yeah. actually i believe my strymon my big sky is or my big sky my timeline is set to i don't even have a big sky why did i say that <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking out the window my, Feeling uh, one with the world is set to buffered um, to have the trails yeah. engaged, which I like having. Um, and but it's going to be one of the last things in your chain anyway. It so. is the last thing, and so it's going to drive I, to your amp. Right. So when I do have that twenty foot cable that I left at a gig plugged in, I can kind of have a little extra insurance on that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so plugged in. What were you plugged into? What? You left it plugged in. What were you plugged into? No, I must have just left it on the stage when we were packing up or something. Oh, you said I left it at the gig plugged in. I was oh, like, no, 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 I, no. there was a there was a sorry <laughs> very important <laughs> comma in there <laughs> that I missed. I have never left anything at a show. I've had a capo stolen from a show, but I've never left anything because I remember I couldn't find that capo before I even left the gig. Yeah, um, but I I can't believe it. <laughs> That's crummy. So, That's crummy. Some, get a get a get a new reverb cable. Yeah. There, so anyway, uh, yeah, we we went on that longer than I we went to. on so long. I'm so However, sorry. There was actually that, like a lot to talk about, though. Like, that is a, I, that's why I thought like let's just touch on the yeah. cable thing because that's a loaded question. Let's save the rest of these okay. for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We'll kick. We'll kick these on down. Um, so I think that's that. That that's great. Um, yeah, I like I did, like having discussion stuff. We did have some great questions from Lollygagger Effects, from Eric, friend of the show Eric, uh, someone on Instagram named Santiago. 
which I, I might follow up with him on because I don't really know what he's asking me. But uh, oh, I do know, but I want some more details. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like there might be uh, something might, he's dealing with. Something, that I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. uh yeah keep the questions coming you can send us stuff on uh instagram and on twitter and on facebook and apparently through tumblr which i forgot about <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah find us on those socials socials networks and yeah. and send the questions send the discussion ideas anything you want to talk about we are happy to talk about and it um, shall be done yeah so all right all right all right yeah, we'll we'll call this off. What's you know what's a little nice too is that this will alleviate the pressure to find enough news items for a, a certain a week. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say like, oh, we'll talk about a thing, and then then riff for thirty five minutes on cables. <laughs> oh man, I should have known it was going to be like that. I was like, oh yeah, we'll rip right through these. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> because it starts off where you're like, well, let me let me go all the way back. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. So, like, comment, and subscribe. It's fun. (laughs) Do it. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening. (laughs) 